Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, We're going to be joined by Jaina Heffer from PWHPA to talk about uh, a women's hockey event uh, that's coming up at MedStar Capitals Iceplex um, early in March. Uh, we're going to set that up later. But first, Carl, uh, that, that we talked a lot of, in the last couple of weeks about that hockey tournament in Beijing and, and the NHL players not there on the men's side. The best women's players in the world were there. What were your thoughts on, on, on just the women's hockey there, U.S.-Canada, twice, especially on the, for that gold medal game? Yeah, now, I don't know if it had to do with the fact that, that the, the, you know, the guys in the NHL weren't there, but I feel like it was the most fired up people have been for, for the Canada-U.S. women's sure. game. At least it was in our household and, and from some of my friends that I talked to that they, they were just so excited. Even though the time change was weird and all that, that was playing against it. Um, the fact that they were that they were going at it was was really exciting, and and I thought the game was good. The hockey was was fun to watch. Um, I like that they're getting some more publicity too, and uh, I think the the level the the caliber of, of player on the women's side is is just insane like, right it now. Is. You know, like seeing how fast they are, their hockey sense is so good. Um, you know how how their execution, and I mean I feel bad for feel bad for the other countries because it's. You know, it's it's fairly tilted, and I'm curious, which which I'd love to ask Jaina. This is, um, you know, how how many of the the women over in, in Europe could come over and play and and you know mix in pretty good and and not look out of place because it's tough when you have when you have 20 or 18 or however many on the ice of the best you know Canadian U.S. women sure. playing against a team that maybe only has a few. I don't know. We'll we'll find out at some point, but. It, that's what's so interesting to me to see. Yeah, and, and a lot of those players, like the Czech Republic had a lot of players who were playing U.S. college hockey. Okay. And I think that's how the, the pipeline's going to get built, is you're going to have a lot of women's players from Sweden, Finland, Czech, uh, Czech Republic, uh, uh, even Russia, come over and play U.S. college hockey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you take some of that back, and the more the hockey gets good here in the U.S. college ranks, the more it evens out. But mm. the problem is, when the Canada and the U.S. teams are together for a few months beforehand, like they were this year, there's no matching them, right? Yeah. Like, if they, you have to take all that talent and you add the chemistry of playing together that's what makes Canada and the U.S. so good yeah exactly I guess we don't really get to see or hear much about what the uh, what the programs are like overseas right like what what are they doing you know that's that, is it is it at all similar how much time are they spending together what are their facilities like, like we don't really, I think they're just years behind yeah that's what it seems yeah. like and that and that's you know kind of the way it's been in a sense, I guess, with with uh, the, on the men's side too, you know, there's been some countries that have been a little bit behind, and now they're starting yep. to to really get there. I think Finland's kind of a good example of that. Slovakia is, is an example. Exactly, that's exactly, yeah. So they've been kind of like always sitting in that fifth, sixth spot. Now they're challenging for medals and winning medals, and that's I think that eventually will happen. I I hope it happens because. 
That'll make it. That, that'll make it a true tournament, it'll right? Make it like, a true tournament. Yeah. So that, that's fun. I mean, it, it's. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just happy that we're getting a little bit more spotlight, and if we can bring some of those women over over here and, and start playing in in this league that that Jane has got going here, I think that that would really be nice too. Yeah, and and early on Olympic hockey in the men's side, Canada would be teams like 130 to seven. So let's stop with this whole like women's hockey shouldn't be in the Olympics garbage because this this is some of the best hockey we saw was. Even the U.S. against the Czech Republic in, in, in the quarterfinals on that side, where they got goalie. They almost got halak like you guys did in, in 2010, where you, you, you play a single elimination tournament. Stuff can happen. Yes, absolutely. Like, well, didn't it happen? Wasn't it was Germany's goalie a few years back on the men's side? That yes, was, was just, absurd. Yeah, so it, it can happen for sure. And and you can you can have a couple really, you know, just outstanding players that, that come out and do it. And it'd be, it'd be I mean, it'd be kind of neat. It was like the... Uh, well, what was the lady, the uh, skier? She's American, but competed for for China. Yeah, Eileen Eileen Gu. Yeah, like you know, maybe you get a few a few women like that that are like, you know what? Let's go and play for. Well, that happened. On the, so this year, on the China team had seven or eight U.S. Canadian players. Their goalie, Kim Newell, is from British Columbia. Oh, there you go. So, so like, that's what we're gonna get, which yes. would be which would be really great, I think, to to try and spread it out a little bit, but. I don't want to take away. We have like almost a guaranteed gold or silver every year, and I don't want to take that away. You do, but like, <laughs> the, the, and, and that's the thing is, is for the Olympics for me, it was always like, sure, you want upsets here and there, but I was looking forward to that U.S. Canada game. Yeah. That U.S. Canada women's game was like something to look forward to on the calendar because when it's the best women's hockey players in the world, like that, the pace of that game was absurd. Yes, for sure. That's good hockey. That's what we always say. We want to watch at least a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like if you. Think about snowboarding. You know, we want to see Sean White. We want to see him oh, do yeah. really. You good. want to see the stars. Yeah, you want you want to see that. So um, yeah, we, we want to watch them get in that get in that gold medal game and, and play it out and, and and see who comes up on top. But um, you know, at the same time, it is nice to have just a little bit of that doubt that somebody's going to knock you off. And, and and the U.S. got a little bit of that, but. I'm glad we didn't make a bet about this because I knew the Canadian women were better than the U.S. women. <laughs> anyway, that that may have been that may be the best Canada women's hockey team that's ever existed. I really like Marie Philippe Poulin was terrific. Honoré Debien gave up hockey four years ago and stopped playing. She went to go get her master's degree at the University of Wisconsin, started coaching goaltending, and all of a sudden she's the best women's hockey goalie in the world. Mm-hmm. It was just that team. I hope people appreciate just how good that team was. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't. I don't know that we necessarily do appreciate that right now. But it might take some time. It might take some time. We'll go back and, and watch some of the games and just see and see uh, what the breakdown was. But yeah, it was it was crazy crazy fun to watch, and I'm happy I watched it. Sarah Fillier was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sarah Sarah Nurse like set a record for yeah. most points in that tournament, yeah. and yet neither one was the MVP because Brianne Jenner was so good. Yeah. it was just it's just the the the, the wealth of of the embarrassment of riches that Canada women's hockey has right now feels like what Canada men's hockey may have had like 40 years ago yeah. right like before, before, even before you you came around to play it was just generations where the NHL was 80% Canadian guys mm-hmm. and now it's 47% Canadian guys yeah no it's true the teams to go in in those uh ebbs and flows and I wonder you know it's almost like the same way here with the caps like the, the team you know when uh, you know, like Bondra and, and those guys were here, they sure. you know you make a run and uh, and then all of a sudden you get this this huge group of fans, this big fan base that's from that era, and then we kind of went a little bit cold for a bit, and then Ovi Backy come by, and next thing you know you got this whole big group of fans again. So it's uh, it seems to go in, in in chunks like that. But I was thinking about it this morning too. Like there's so many you know because I'm a hockey fan, there's so many uh, uh, women that came 
from you know from Jaina's uh, range that I remember clearly. You know, I yes. remember watching them play. You know, there's a, the Haley Wickenheisers, there's a- Angela Ruggiero, Cami yeah. Granado, Cassie Campbell. Like there's a there's a big group of of ladies that um, at that time were just so damn good. Yes, and it's 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 happening again, and so hopefully we'll uh, we'll continue to see that and and uh, and and just have more opportunity to watch them play. Does your daughter? Play? Has she started playing? Does she have any interest in playing? Doesn't seem like it. No, That's fine. I know. I'm hoping that she will, and and I'm going to bring her out to to the tournament coming up, March fourth uh, to sixth um, is what it is, and and uh, and have her see see the ladies skate around. Um, I'd like I'd like her to play because I'm I'm huge in into being on a team. Yes. my wife is the same thing. Yep. Um, I think hockey teams are are very very close and. Uh, it's almost like you know, with, when when you're on the ice and the glass and the boards there, it's your own little world. So you end up being tighter with your team, and so I'd love her to, but I don't. I don't really think that she's that into it. It's not even the the like I need to play competitively. Like just she doesn't have to play in what's going to be the the WNHL one day, but just playing a team sport is mm-hmm. so good as a kid. Like I remember, like my parents were like, we played baseball, we played soccer, we played basketball, and it's just like just having that kind of team atmosphere. And hockey's great at teaching those kind of life lessons for for boys and girls. Yes, it is, and I I, I agree with you completely. We need to find ways to get them into team sports and and learn to play well with others. You know, not just on the playground, but. But uh, in a competitive atmosphere, like uh, like what sports brings, and so we're working on it. We got a dance team, and that's about it right now. So that's still a team. It's still a team. It's yeah. It's it's uh, different than what I would consider the team sports. You know, the typical team sports. However, she's on sure. the team, so uh, so we're working on it. But uh, the boys are into. It. I got them lacrosse sticks the other day, and and they love it. They call it just cross, and they think it's so much fun to throw throw balls balls around the house. But I'm worried that my bourbon collection is going to take. Take a ball to it. Can can, can you put any kind of glass in front of the bourbon, like just in case, like some plexiglass? I'm gonna just have in, to, in ca- just in case. I'm gonna have to because Anson, he's five, but he man, he is. I don't know what it is. He has a way better hand eye than I do, and he he catches that thing and he just whips it back at me, and it's it is a lacrosse ball, so you know it takes those funny bounces yeah. sometimes, and and he snuck a couple past me, so I gotta I gotta be careful because I I'd be upset. I'm debating like one way he throws it, he hits the bourbon, the other way it's the TV. I've got to figure out what's more Ooh. important. <laughs> Which one do I want him to go after? Can, can, once it warms up, he can do it outside. He's going to do it outside. i got one of those uh, those nets you can throw stuff against, so I'll get him out there and, and just let him uh, let him throw it against there and maybe land another yard. I feel like there's a whole generation of, of, of players who are going to do hockey and lacrosse because yeah. there's so many similar kind of, at, at least, you're, it's basically hockey on grass yeah. with a few other things mixed in. Well, yeah, lacrosse and, uh, and hockey, at least back home when I was young, was was you know you did them both right everybody did them both and it's a little different now because everyone is just so hockey focused like you it almost feels like you have to be hockey 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 from day one at least that's what a lot of kids are doing now yeah i don't necessarily think that's that's the right way to do it but um but yeah lacrosse was, was a huge sport for us i know Tavares too he was a big oh he was his huge. whole family is a big lacrosse family and and uh, you know, look what he does on the ice. So I, I think it's nice. I think it's nice to be as well-rounded as possible. I read a, an article about uh, Pavel Datsuk the other day and, and how much uh, soccer he played. You know, and and uh, I think even I don't know if you saw this article, but it was him. He would play. I didn't with, see any articles. I was in Beijing, man. Yeah, I, that's I, true. <laughs> you were cut off. You weren't allowed to see those articles. But there was a lot of the internet that if we weren't on the Olympic Wi-Fi, we couldn't we couldn't see. Oh really? Like you like if we were on the hotel internet, you couldn't get. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you couldn't get Twitter. You couldn't get Instagram. You really? couldn't get Google. Interesting. Well, not so even Google. It's a, it's a different world. What's their search engine that they use? Uh, not something that I'm aware of. Oh, really? Not something that I, that I was 
Fully aware. Interesting. Wow, that's crazy. Eh? When you think about that, like. But yeah, but the, oh, but, but, so, what, so the article was. Yeah, and it was. I think he was saying that he would play with um, with shoes on ice a lot, so that it was he had to okay. he had to think before he would just decide to turn or make a play. Sure. You know, it wasn't just like all of a sudden I'm going to stop and I'm going to turn the other way. He had to plan for it, and I think that uh, you know, from my understanding from the article, just helped with his anticipation and right. being able to maybe throw people off a little bit by making a move early knowing he was going to go a different direction it's just cool you know it's it's being a little bit more um i think a little bit more rounded than just just strictly playing on the ice with blades puck stick you know i think it's a big big deal yeah and, and i talked to so many people who were like experts and parents who were just like it's not healthy for kids to be focused on one sport just that, like injury wise too mm-hmm. but just to have some sort of well-roundedness that it be- you're better you can become better at a sport without being all involved in it because yeah. you can also burn kids out if you're doing it too much yeah i think that there's something to be said though for the kids that are just addicted and love to play you know if they love it that much you let them let them play it but you know you got to look for the signs. If your kid doesn't want to sure. go and doesn't seem to be happy when they're there, come home, then you know you might want to start thinking about something else. And my kids are young, so you know, I'm f- right. far from an expert in this, but this is just my my thought. You know, the way, where my head goes with it. You want them to want them to enjoy what they're doing. So I for sure won't be pushing them at anything. I would love to be able to be at the rink at six a.m. with a coffee, sitting <laughs> sitting at the corner here, just like my dad did it. But you know, if that's not what they do, I'm fine with chewing spits uh, on a baseball field as well. So or we'll or all of the above. Or all of the above, yes. Yes. Uh, when we come back on All's Caps, we're going to be joined by uh, Jaina Heffer from the PWHPA and talk about the women's hockey event that's coming up at MedStar Capitals Iceplex from March 4th to 6th. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. To, all, to, all, to all's caps, I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino, joined by former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and Jaina Hefford from the PWHPA uh, to talk about uh, the upcoming event at MedStar Capitals Iceplex for the Secret Dream Gap Tour. Jaina, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. We're excited about this. I know Carl's excited. He's going to be making a lot of appearances at this, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and be there for absolutely everything. This is this is great, and because I have a daughter as well, we talked about it earlier that that I want her to play hockey. I'm she, right now. She's not. I don't think she's seen enough of it of, of women girls playing hockey and stuff. So I don't think that's uh, she doesn't she, she doesn't know. And so I'm so excited that she's going to have a chance to see it. And I'm I'm just curious, you know, if you can give give us a little bit of backstory on you know on on how this is going, how it started, and and I guess some of the goals that you guys have. Yeah. So I run the day to day operations of the PWHPA and uh, have played with the Canadian national team for 17 years. So player myself played in a lot of different versions of professional leagues. Well. We call them professional because they were the best players, but, you know, a lot of work to do in the professional space of of women's hockey. So 
in 2019, following the, the closure of the CWHL, all the top players in the world came together and decided that sort of enough was enough. We'd had enough leagues that have come and gone and, and really decided that they needed to change the landscape of women's professional hockey. So the Canadians and Americans in advance of a world championships got in the same room, if you can imagine, because we all know the intensity of that battle, but got together and said, you know, we're going to form a collective voice. We're going to stand up for our sport. We're going to ensure that we leave the sport better. So they decided they wouldn't play in any league until one existed that provided the infrastructure and the resources that we would expect of any professional sports league. So it's been a long sort of two and a half years since then. It's been a powerful movement. It's been inspiring. It's been frustrating. But, you know, when you have the best players in the world that are sticking together in this unified group, um, led by the advice of Billie Jean King and Alana Kloss, uh, it's, it's been really, it's been wonderful. And the success we've seen in the sport, we started the Secret Dream Gap Tour. And, and the idea behind that was that all of us grew up as young girls who loved to play the game but very quickly realized that we couldn't dream to be professional hockey players. That, you know, our dreams of playing in the NHL or winning a Stanley Cup was not gonna happen simply because of our gender. Um, so we wanna change that. We want young girls to grow up understanding that there's a future for them in the sport, maybe as a player, maybe as a coach, maybe as an official, or maybe just a fan, but there's a future for them in hockey. And for young boys to see these strong, confident, passionate women that are you know doing their thing as well, and so there's there's so much power behind this in terms of the future and what we're trying to drive for the next generation, but also we happen to have the best players in the world right now in the Kendall Coyne Schofields and Hillary Knight and Marie Philippe Poulin and Sarah Nurse and the list goes on and on, and so we've been on a mission to drive awareness towards the women's game, but also build the foundation and start to create what the future of women's professional hockey looks like and. So it's been a, it's been an awesome ride. Um, you know, we're not done yet, but really excited to get to Washington. It's a market we've never been in. We've been talking with the Capitals for a little bit now and um, just, just so excited about their passion for growing the sport, for the market of women's hockey there. I know they just launched their all caps, all her program. And um, all of that is so exciting to see these clubs that are so influential in the, in the hockey world step up and say, we can do more. And we bring, to bring women and girls into this and at the end of the day, we all love hockey, you know, period. And we want the game to grow in every every single way. And the women's side is just one part of that. Yeah, and for those of you who are not familiar with it, uh, there's gonna be some clin clinics going on March 3rd to the 5th, and then and then some action here at, at MedStar Capital's Iceplex, March 4th to 6th, featuring some of the PHWA, PA, PA's best. Um, what are you looking forward to at, 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 and what should fans who are gonna be coming here uh, look forward to out of what's happening in outside of Washington here? Well, lots of things. Obviously some of the top players in the world competing. Um, so we have four teams coming in out of Toronto, Calgary, Minnesota, and Boston. You're gonna see some former national team players, some players that are you know just coming out of college, up and coming. So really great hockey. Uh, secondly, the community activation. So you talk about the clinics and right. really, you know, getting out on the ice with young girls in the community, with women who play the game in the community and hopefully leaving in a lasting impact there. Uh, and then of course, you know, on the personal side, we're all excited to get to Washington. I've been there once or twice. I, I love the city, um, you know, get to check out the city, hopefully take in some caps action and um, really just celebrate the women's game. We're coming off of 
a really successful Olympic Games for women's hockey and just trying to continue that excitement and, and spotlight on the game. And you get to, and you get to hang out with Carl. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I, I, you know, as I said, I'm a hockey fan. I, I remember watching Carl for a long time. So excited to, to have you be a part of it as well. No, it's going to be fun. And, and just so you know, I mean, obviously with, with Washington uh, doing this, like this is a this is a hockey town now. It mm-hmm. It's come such a long way in the last 15 years. So I think it's a it's a great spot to be. I think you'll see that and you'll you'll the, the fans will really appreciate it. But just going back, like when it really hits home when you say, you know, go. You can't. You don't really dream of winning the Stanley Cup like you want to, but there just isn't that path to it. And it's, it's just one of those things that really makes you, you know, upset. Like I, I, I want, I want four, four Olympic gold medals though yeah, here, so but which is great. Is, is you don't have that dream, and 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 luckily you do have the dream of going to the Olympics and. And one of the most decorated uh, Olympians, um, and and it's it's so cool. Four in a row Olympic gold medals. I just have to highlight that because that was huge for me. Big bragging rights, of course, with, with all my American <laughs> yeah, friends. Yeah, so yeah. thank yeah, you yeah, for, yeah. for doing that. And, and and it was so much fun to watch. And then yeah, mentioning that just having such a successful Olympics this time around, like the the hockey was unbelievable, and the caliber of these ladies playing is is just wild like I played a few summers in a row with with a lot of ladies that that played uh, high level hockey and and 100% it you guys can hang and it's it's really really impressive and that's why I'm so fired up to see you guys come here so people can see it in person not just on TV and I want to go to ask you this question about what's going on on the European side because obviously hockey is 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 doing really, really good here yep but do you see that some some opportunity for for the women in europe to come over and play as well or are you just trying to work on what's going on in north america right now because i would assume that there's some some high level players there as well yeah there's some incredible uh you know top top 10 you know maybe arguably top five players in the world that don't play in north america right now um and the challenges is that the resources are varied from country to country and that's that's impacting our sport right now that if the investment is not made you know these players who still happen to be the best in the world are getting you know very little investment put in them in their sport so our vision of a women's professional league would be one that attracts the best players from around the world regardless of where you come from Um, and in order to do that you have to have that you know the strong business case in place you have to be able to provide a respectable wage for someone to to move across the world to play in a league you have to provide health insurance and benefits for them you have to have a position where this is a full-time job for them they go to the rink every day much like you guys do carl and and you go to work every day right you go you train you skate you have full-time staff around you support medical services so that you can optimize your performance and um we want a league where cities want athletes to come in because they believe they're going to win them a championship and so none of that has ever existed for women's hockey uh and so that's why we've decided that you know the time is now there's so many you know i don't know how many data points we need but they've been coming and coming and coming and you come out of these olympics and the viewership ratings have been unreal on both sides of the border here and um, you know, it's never been more true than now that uh, this is it and this is the time to really get this going. And we've seen, the, the, we saw the WNBA, the Washington Mystics win a championship here. How, how cool would it be to have a, a, a women's Washington Capital a team you know, in a women's league here and, and being able to build that in several NHL markets at some point? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we all look to these other professional leagues and, and what they can provide, how they impact their communities. Um, it's all, you know, it's what we aspire to. And we look to the WNBA and what they've done. And, you know, 25 years later, what can we learn from them? What mistakes maybe can we avoid? How do we short circuit their 25 year success? Um, and then the NWSL, and, you know, as recently as yesterday with the landmark equal pay announcement. I mean, it's just, we look to these other leagues for leadership, um, but we also know that, you know, we believe hockey is the best sport in the world and, and we want to continue to advance it. We want to grow it. We know that the NHL clubs can help do that with their built-in infrastructure and, and the resources they have. And so, you know, we're anytime we get to come in and work with a club like we will with the Washington Capitals, that helps us provide the type of professional experience and environment that these athletes need and deserve. Yeah, and I think what's cool too is it, it, it can create a pipeline for for women to jump into the NHL in management roles and stuff. Sure. Like in Vancouver, we have, uh, I'm sure you don't, don't pronounce her name right, but Emily Castonguay. Is she French? Yeah. She, she's yeah. French, she's French, French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, and Cammie Granato is also assistant GM there. Yeah, exactly. So providing a pipeline of, of, of women that can go from this that have this experience playing professional hockey to, you know, if they want to jump to NHL clubs and, and just, you know, kind of grow out the that platform a little bit and you know you say you can't you don't have the dream of winning a Stanley Cup you can as now. a player yeah, yeah but yeah. now you can win win it in in the front office and that's that's just nice to have that option I think it'd be sweet like we were talking about this before like you know al- almost turning it into a uh you know how, how the NHLs have their minor league affiliates you know now you have your your women's affiliate and I just think yeah. that I'm just I'm a guy that likes to see the ideas and I'm just getting really fired up for it now for you guys so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I hope the talent flows both ways, right? Like yeah. you have all these women that are now coming into the NHL and, um, you know, big believer in, in diversity of thought and how, you know, bringing in a different voice, a different experience can create a better outcome. And it's going to work in reverse ways. You know, hopefully folks from the NHL will want to be a part of this building of something bigger on the women's side. And that's going to be valuable to us as well. So again, it's the end of the day, it's about hockey. It's about growing our sport. It's about making sure that, every young kid wants to put on a pair of skates and try the game and um and that's going to make us all better absolutely so so at medstar capital's iceplex uh the secret dream gap tour uh march 4th to 7th uh when we come back on all caps jana heffert will be the latest victim of carl's stupid questions with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply 
Uh, welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. We're joined by PWHPA operations consultant Jana Hefford, four-time Olympic gold medalist, of course, for Carl's ca uh, Canadian team. Um, and, and now she joins us for uh, Carl's Stupid Questions. Yes, so <laughs> excited about it. Um, so I gave you a little bit of a rundown about what's going on. I have a rankings list as well from... This is very scientific. Yeah, it's super scientific. If you saw my notes, you'd be impressed. Um, and so, yeah, nothing too hard hitting. Just have fun with it. Um, okay, so the first one is is uh, you know fairly standard, but I'm curious with with all the success that you've had and and what you're doing now. Do you have a uh, uh, moment in hockey that you're most proud of? Probably at this point, hockey hall of fame induction. Um, you know, that kind of brings everything all together. It brings your on ice experience but also brings in, you know, really all the people that helped get you there. So it's a, it's a pretty powerful moment of reflecting on on all those that were important along the way. Yeah, that's one, one of those things. It's just, you know, <laughs> for you, say, a dream a dream to win the Stanley Cup, a dream to be in the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, fame that's, it's, <laughs> an, it's impressive. So that's, a, that's an excellent answer. I was scrolling through your Instagram, and I saw, I think I saw you had a bottle of bourbon on there. Was that what you're celebrating with one one day for something? Is that right? If I well, if I remember right, it was a, it was a gift to me from a friend uh, who was out in Utah. If I remember the right one, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a bit of a I've become more so of a bourbon and a whiskey fan over the last yeah, few years. So, so tend to indulge occasionally. Yes, yeah, so that leads me to my question: What's your go-to drink? Hanging out, what would you go to? Uh, go to. Uh, Blackbush Irish whiskey. Oh yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Okay. And I had a, I had Johnny Walker Blue in uh, in Beijing, Did which you? was too smoky for my taste. Yeah. But like you guys are more Scotch bourbon drinkers than I am, I think. Yeah, I like to dabble in a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You might have to indulge in one in Washington. Yes, exactly. I, I got a little collection. I'll bring some out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I had this happen to me last night. I played in a men's league game. I got back at midnight or whatever, and. I'm just, I go to the pantry, got to find something. I had, uh, last night I had chips and salsa. Um, what would be your late night snack? Cereal. Cereal. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. I love cereal. What kind of cereal? My favorite is Honey Bunches of Oats. Oh, okay. yes. Awesome. Okay. That's a really good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, because <laughs> I love cereal too. Everybody loves cereal. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, You're getting bonus points for that. I can yeah, see that. That's for sure bonus points. That got me excited. Um, okay, if you could be the face of any company, what company would it be? Any company in the world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, tough one. That, that's really tough. Um, oh, man, you got me on that one. Yeah, no, it's tough. When I think about it for myself, too, I'm just like something that I would want to be able to get a lot of, something I'd be able to use, you know, like, I don't know, yeah. be like a... You can go that way, or I'm thinking of like, Something I really stand for, right? Oh, yes. Like we work with a, a company called Parity, and uh, their entire mission is to help get women paid, um, female athletes paid. So I, I would go along the lines of like what I, what I value. And, and I think I think being the face of the PWHPA or one of the faces of that is a valuable thing you're already doing in, in this in this this line of work. Powerful, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's yeah. Better answer than than what I was going for. <laughs> well, whiskey would be cool too, though. Yeah, yeah whiskey would be cool. Yes. So we'll say that's number two. Um, okay, so you are in Kingston. Is that what it was? Uh, Toronto now, but Toronto. grew up in Kingston. Grew up in Kingston. Okay, so if you could live anywhere, where would you live besides where you're living right now? Uh, Hawaii. Yes. Which that's probably island? my favorite uh, place I've visited. Do you have a particular island? 
We were on three different ones. I mean, Kauai was pretty cool because it's a little less populated and uh, obviously beautiful. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I think that's, if I were to go to Hawaii, it would be Kauai yeah. as well. Your, your, your choice is Northern Virginia, so. <laughs> yeah, I chose Northern Virginia, exactly. <laughs> All right, last one for you here. Okay, now let's think selfishly on this one. If you had a million dollars that you had to blow on whatever you wanted, not not uh, anything that you felt like you had to buy, what would you what would you spend it on? I would probably take all of my closest friends and family on a wicked vacation. Yes, to Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's a good one. I I feel like that's probably. The way to go with that question a real like a really fun like group trip yeah. right like imagine the trip you get up for a million bucks It'd be unbelievable really yeah. well well done okay let me tally these up here um first western hall of fame cereal <laughs> i've got to win this with the cereal one well i mean you're definitely going to be up there let me just quickly tally 15 Boy, wow. he, this is his Drew Carey bit, where he's where he does the the points. To, may I, I, I get to know other fun. people's rankings? Yeah, I'll let you know where you are. Yeah, um, you finish with a hundred and seventy-eight points, which second puts you into second, like by a long way. Really, okay. really the only reason why it wasn't first is because we had uh, Greg Wachinski get two hundred seventy-four because of his uh, breakfast sandwich. Uh, uh, answer that he gave us. Which okay, was that's that's solid. But if you see the 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 connection there is breakfast sandwich really got me going and, and cereal. cereal really got me going. So so future guests on this show know exactly. that to get high points, talk about things that involve breakfast. Exactly. Are you a co- you're not coffee. Are you a coffee? Yes, guy? I love. Okay, coffee. Okay, so yeah. coffee breakfast stuff. Um, I know you're not used to silver medals. Uh, you're you're a gold medal winner and a hall of famer. Um, you get more than a silver medal medal for us, Jaina. Thank you for joining us on, on All's Caps and can't wait to, to see you in D.C. and in Arlington for the Secret Dream Gap Tour. Awesome. Can't wait to be there and looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks, Jada. Thank, Thank you, you all for listening Listening on All's Caps. We'll talk to you next week.